0: No longer an apartment in 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Going to talk UNC women's soccer. Had a very tough loss yesterday to Florida State. I obviously want to break this one down because we break down wins and losses the exact same way. Let's hop straight into it. After a big win against Duke in PKs, courtesy of an Emily Moxley game winner as the 8th PK taker, it's a rematch against the Seminoles now a couple weeks ago. UNC went. Over to Tallahassee and upset the Seminoles two to one. A goal from Ali Sentinel, and then a PK from Tori Hansen was able to get the job done. So and then in that game, it was the Seminoles who struck first, but in this one, it was the other way around in both of the ways because UNC scored in the 23rd minute, courtesy of Avery Patterson. Great cross by Isabel Cox. Patterson put it in with her left foot uh to put the heels up one zero. and then uh, about 8 minutes later in the 31st minute Jenna Nicewanger had a goal off a corner kick like a like directly from the corner kick from the corner uh with her left foot Emmy Allen it seems like she she mistimed her jump uh UNC defenders on the line weren't able to get it out and it was a high soaring ball that curled right into the goal uh, and that made the score one to one. And then the eventual game winner, Jody Brown scored because, uh, Jen Neiswanger had a shot on goal. Emmy Allen saved it, but could not haul it in completely. And then Jody Brown, uh, made a follow-up run to have an easy tap in to put the Seminoles up to one. UNC did have some chances the rest of the game. Uh, the, the main ones being the indirect free kick, with about two minutes left, every Patterson had a shot on goal, or had a shot that soared a little higher. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But then I think a big one is that missed handball by the referees. It, it was pretty obvious that uh, I believe it was number thirteen for Florida State uh, had a hit the ball with her hand in the box. Should have been a PK opportunity for the Tar Heels, but uh, that's not why this team lost. To immediately get into the breakdown, uh, this this Florida State team is, is better right now. They played better, they were more physical, they were more controlled on the ball. I think the two things for why UNC did not win this game was ball control, being able to possess the ball, make good passes. They were really sloppy, I would say, on the offensive side of the ball for most of the game. They just didn't look fully in sync with each other. And who knows why that was. I think Florida State put some really good pressure on the Tar Heels. And then the second reason is defensive positioning. On um, both of the goals, I mean, they're very, very savable. The corner kick's a bit of an oddity. I think Emmy Allen's got to track it a little better maybe. Who knows how you can do that. But that, that's that's a, a play that doesn't happen all the time. So you can excuse it a little bit. But I think the second goal is really, really bad because... Nice Wonger gets a good look from the top of the box. Emil makes a good save, but Tessa DeLarose, who honestly had her her worst game in Carolina Blue, she's just ball watching, and Jody Brown makes that far post run, and I feel like every game I watch from the Tar Heels standpoint, there's a, there are chances we can have if you just make a far post run or follow up a shot because you never know if the keeper's going to fully corral it in, and that's exactly what happened here, and it turned out to be the game winner to win the ACC championship for Florida State because Brown was able to just have an easy top of because she was in position and Delarose lost her. Brown went right by her behind her and Delarose just did not see her. And I think the defensive positioning there, uh, especially on that goal, is what cost the Tar Heels. Now looking at the stat sheet, Florida State had us beating shots 12 to 7. UNC only two shots in the first, but shots on goal six to five in favor of Florida State, four saves each. FSU did have eight corners and UNC had none. I think that's speaks volumes as well. The set pieces, uh, Tar Heels didn't have too many, and when they did, they weren't able to convert. But I don't think we should be discouraged at all by what we saw because this is a really good Florida State team that has a lot of pace up front. Jody Brown was just dusting Delarose for most of this game to the point where it, it seemed like she got pulled for Paige Tolentino, who I don't really think was much better either, uh, at that left back spot. And that was a massive liability. Uh, but, uh, Beta Olsen at forward, she had three shots on goal. Very good forward. Uh, and then you've got Oni Echigini, uh, at the left mid spot, I believe. I mean, just a super dangerous, Front three with a lot of athleticism and a lot of pace. And you obviously have to play with the players you got. But having Macy Bell in this game would have done wonders because it was a lot for Tori Hansen to deal with. And you've got Julia Dorsey playing out of position at center back. She's normally on the outside. Same with Moxley, who's adapted to be a right back this season and then you got a freshman in there against some really fast players who are they're quick on the ball they're decisive they make good decisions and then nice longer i mean what a player i mean a goal and assist she is so good i was so impressed with how she played uh obviously didn't want her to play well but she did what mvp had a very good game uh and she really drove uh their offense it seemed like it ran through her And then obviously Christina Roque had four saves and goal, good enough there, Uh, even though the the indirect free kick was just such a dumb decision on her part, the extra five seconds really aren't worth it. But going back to the Tar Heel side, the offensive firepower just wasn't there, we weren't able to generate much because we weren't able to pass very well, I mean, Sam Meza is the cog to this engine, she's the one who gets it going, and she wasn't really able to, I thought... Florida state did a good job defending her and then players off the bench. I would have loved to see Maddie Darlene more. I would have loved to see Tori Della Peruta more because I thought they brought a lot of good energy um, off the bench when, you know, especially when like uh, when Isabel Cox and Ali center aren't really being too effective, then have a shot the entire game. Cox did have the assist. I do want to mention. Uh, So a a very good play there. But when you look at the shots, UNC had seven, and five were from Avery. So the team can't get it done in the tournament with with, uh, with one player. It's got to be a full team effort. Uh, so I thought offensively that it was it was pretty sloppy. And uh, aside from Patterson, not much offensive generation from the rest of the team. But it did suck, obviously, losing this game. It wasn't fun. Um, the t- chances with under two minutes were, were exciting. But uh, seeing Florida State obviously lift... Uh, that trophy probably wasn't a fun, fun thing to, to see if you're, if you're a Tar hero fan or, or player, but uh, I have full confidence in this team still. I, I think I had to look at this shame pretty ob- at this game pretty objectively and say, yeah, this team needs to do this stuff a little bit better. And these are the mistakes they made. And this is why they lost, but they're now two seed in the tournament. They play on Saturday. Uh, A little surprised they did not get the last onesie, but I understand it. Didn't win the ACC. There are teams that won their conference that are very good. SEC is pretty good. UCLA is obviously still a top team in the country. So, and then unfortunately, just not being able to beat Florida State in the championship yet again. Florida State really having UNC's number. But I would not be surprised if we face them a third time. These are two teams I think that are going to make it to the College Cup, both of them. So, again don't be surprised if we run into him yet again and you know sometimes a team needs a loss like this to really kick it up into another gear and I think these players are motivated they were upset after the game I mean how can how can you not after you know making it this far and having such a good season so far uh these players want to win bad and you could you could really tell that uh they're, they're in it for each other for sure uh, I think another note too no uh Talia della Pruda in the midfield. Because of the red card, she had to serve a one-game suspension because of that. Didn't know that. So you lose a little bit of depth in the midfield. So getting her back for the postseason should help uh, because although the decision that got her, the red, was not smart, uh, she is a very talented player at Dorns' disposal uh, because he clearly plays a lot of people off of his bench. So that's really what I have to analyze for this game. Uh, it was a tough one to lose. Didn't want didn't to wanna talk about this in this dim light. But again, I fully believe in this team. Uh, I'll give a couple players to look out for, for the first rounds of the tournament. I'm going to start out with Emily Colton because I think, uh, if Sam Meza is really going to get targeted the way she did and shut down, she's got to be the other midfielder that, that, that can control the game because you've got Libby Moore in a more defensive role. You got to be more attacking, um, so I would love to see her get some shots on goal and really get more involved. Colton was a really good scorer last year, and I think with the role she's in, she's really not getting that opportunity as much. And then I am actually going to go with both of the Della Peruta sisters. Uh, I really think they they play aggressive, they go after it, and I think off the bench that's going to be really really valuable. Uh, they, they can both score goals. Uh, Tori had a really good start to the season. Uh, and then once she came back from international play, she obviously had to regain her footing. So I think both of them uh, are, are, can seriously make an impact because this team needs scoring. Uh, without Patterson and Sentinel, um, those are definitely the, the top two scores. And then Hanson at the PK spot are offset pieces. Uh, this team needs another goal scorer to step up. And I think those are two players that can be that, be that piece. Uh, and then lastly, uh, not to list every player on the team, but Maddie Deleen, just off the fact that she's super fast and has a high motor, I think that's a player to look out for as well. I think UNC's bench is going to be crucial because when they sub in the game in the first half, Forest they got a goal back, but it needs to be the other way around. If the offense is struggling with the starters, they got to go and pick them back up, so... I think the, the bench is going to be huge in the postseason. But either way, I'm really excited for the College Cup. Hopefully UNC can make it there. Had a really tough loss last year, losing to South Carolina in the first round. Very uncharacteristic for this program. And yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes. Going to talk fantasy football coming up. A little bit of college football because UNC is eight and one. They're going to have a big time matchup against Sam Hartman and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons this upcoming Saturday. So glad to be back on the podcast. Finally got through the slew of work. Uh, Hopefully uh, midterms are going well for everyone out there and and work if you are not in school. Uh, So yeah, that's going to do it today for 125 Unfiltered. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you next time.